I'm Allie of Hocus Pocus Collector. And I'm Will of Spooky Will. And we are the Black Flame Society. We're here to share Halloween, Hocus Pocus, and other spooky news and updates with you. While having fun, meeting friends, and making every day feel like it's Halloween. So come on in and join the society. On this week's episode of the Black Flame Society, we are going to be discussing the music of Hocus Pocus, the wonderful soundtrack, the history of how it all came to be, and we will dive into, obviously, some Hocus Pocus 2 and general Halloween news for you, so stay tuned. Hey, Will, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I am good. I'm just so happy that the trailer is out. I know that in our last 30-minute weird episode 8.5 thing, we talked about it there, but it was just so great to see everyone. Well, I mean, we didn't see Billy, but we saw the three Sanderson sisters back on screen, and it was just incredible. Yeah, like, I'm actually quite glad that we didn't see Billy, in a way, only because we get to look forward to now seeing Billy. We know there's more to come. Right. We know we still, we've still still got to see our favourite zombie, so I'm actually quite... <laughs> I'm just looking forward to the next trailer already, and I've I've probably watched it about a hundred times. Have you watched it? Could you oh, yeah. say the same? Well, yeah, I mean, today is Friday, July 1st. Will and I are going live this afternoon to do a breakdown. So I sent him like two pages of notes of a one minute and 20 second trailer. So <laughs> there is a lot there. And we're going to do another breakdown for you guys later on about every tiny little detail you can imagine. But yeah, I've watched it plenty of times. And you know what? You're right about Billy. We have that to look forward to in the full trailer that will eventually come out. And then in the movie, September 30th. Yeah, I wonder if they're releasing anything this month, because it's the anniversary, isn't it, this month? Is it the 14th of July? Is that, yeah? 16th, July 16th. 16th, that's it, yeah. 16th of July. So I wonder if we'll get any more, like, sneak peeks or anything to celebrate the anniversary. That would be fun. Yes, the 29th anniversary is about two weeks away, so we'll see if anything fun comes from there. But I have a feeling the full trailer is going to be a little later in the year, unfortunately. I would guess probably, like, almost maybe early September, late August. Yeah, I reckon so as well. I always get mixed up with the anniversary as well, because we're obviously in different countries, aren't we? So your yeah. anniversary is July, but the UK anniversary, it was actually released in October. Yeah, October so, 29th, right? Like, super close to Halloween. Yeah, so technically, we've got two anniversaries. We've got, like, a UK and a, an American anniversary this year. So. It just lets us celebrate twice. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So let's jump into the music of Hocus Pocus. As Will and I have talked about probably 777 million times, we love the music. John Debney just was incredible. We hope to have John on the podcast at some point to talk about it all with everyone and just the magic he creates. I feel like it's such an important part of the movie and just really, we'll talk about how he's coming back for HP2, but I'm just so glad that he is to keep that flow going because it's so important. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about him coming back. I know we've mentioned it before, but we listen to that album so, so many times a year. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, a, I think I'm probably more excited. Well, no, I'm probably the same level of excited for the actual film than I am for listening to the soundtrack. So yes. I'm really excited to, for this episode. Agree. So the soundtrack to the original film, the music behind Hocus Pocus, the 1993 original Hocus Pocus. So um, if you haven't listened to our David Kirshner episode yet, please go listen. Part two is coming soon. But David does talk about how um, James Horner was the original composer of Hocus Pocus and very, very close to when Hocus Pocus was about to drop, James had to drop out to work on another project. 
So imagine that. Imagine the panic poor little David felt when he was his composer drops out six, eight weeks before. Um, but James was kind enough to say that he would write Sarah's song for him, which I think might have already been written because if the movie had been filmed, Sarah's song was obviously in it already. Maybe not the finalized version, but it was there. So um, according to James's website, James paired with Brock Walsh, who wrote the lyrics, was responsible for Sarah's theme. And James's website also says that he's responsible for tracks 2 and 15 on the soundtrack, which are The Garden of Magic and The Calming Circle. Um, we heard John Debney did everything else, but I mean, I guess we'll go with what James's website says. Um, the rest was done by John Debney, except for track 10, Divertimento number 17 in D major, which is by the renowned Mozart which is the scene on the song playing when Allison has the party at her house. So I'm glad James, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm glad the late, great James Horner dropped out. Um, he did amazing stuff. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, but John Deppney was just the guy. He's the guy, you know? Yeah, it was perfect. I'm just laughing to myself because when the Mozart song plays on the soundtrack, it's probably just me. But when it plays, are you? Do you feel like you're almost at like a, the same party, and it's very posh? Oh yeah. <laughs> if I'm like going around the house and cleaning and stuff, and that song comes on in my earphones, I'm, I'm very like elegantly cleaning up the kitchen sides, <laughs> like swaying from side to side. <laughs> <laughs> video or it didn't happen um, <laughs> no whenever if if my like if my spotify is on shuffle and that song comes on i'll be like hold on it'll it might take me a second at first i'm like what is this and i'll be like oh yes of course this is a hocus pocus soundtrack that's infiltrated all of my playlists um <laughs> so um it's funny you say that i have a happy playlist that spotify just kind of generated for me and max loses his shoes made that soundtrack i don't know why that's one of my happy songs but it's there so if you haven't heard it it's a short one it's like 40 seconds give it a listen (laughs) so david was naturally upset about um james dropping out of the film and some of the i didn't actually realize this and my other half will kill me for this but james actually did the titanic soundtrack as well and ali is well aware that my other half is obsessed with the titanic so i'm really sorry but when you listen to this i'm probably gonna get a scolding (laughs) because And I'm going to get a scolding from him, too, because I've confessed this to Will, and I have not said it publicly, but I've never seen the Titanic. So um, I told, I'm going to get on it. I'm going to see it soon, Dean. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he did the Titanic, among other things. What else did he do? James Horner just did amazing work. So Casper, which is another classic, another Halloween classic. Jumanji, The Land Before Time, which... I was obsessed with that film as a kid, so I didn't even know that he did that as well. And the Grinch, uh, the 2000 live action adaptation, and Avatar, which actually yes. me and Ali spoke about the Grinch and going back to you saying you've never seen Titanic. I've never seen the Grinch. I've never seen the animated one. Never seen the live action one. So, but but but, but you did see the Grinch's Halloween special, which is one of my all time favorite things. So going into that with no knowledge must have been very confusing. <laughs> that whole special was confusing. Because... Oh yeah, it's trippy. Very very trippy. It's like yeah. If you haven't seen uh, the Grinch's Halloween special, it's called Halloween is Grinch Night. Go check it out. It's on YouTube. It's 30 minutes. It'll change your life. Yeah. You sent it to me, didn't you? Or no, you told me about it, but I watched it afterwards. And when I remember I got to the end of it, I was like, don't really understand how how it's Halloween, (laughs) but I do like it. I really enjoyed it. It was really good. Um, 
So moving on from um, the music he has done and going back to Come Little Children, there was actually a rumour that Come Little Children was taken from an Edgar Allan Poe poem that mm-hmm. had two additional verses. <clears throat> but this was debunked by Brock Walsh, who said that he and James created the piece. Um, there's additional research online shows that the lyrics and poem were not in Poe's traditional style and therefore which further backs up that the fact that it wasn't based on Edgar Allan's poem and it is an original piece. And I'm actually really yes. glad it is because it's so perfect. I agree. I feel like it was definitely just written for Hocus Pocus. And when I saw, like, the faked Edgar Allan Poe, I was like, I don't imagine him being like, come little children, I'll take thee away. Like, it just didn't <laughs> feel like him. So I'm glad that was debunked. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so John came in at this point. So at this point, James did all this wonderful work for uh, many other films before and after Hocus Pocus was slated, unfortunately dropped out, and John Debney comes in. As we've said before, he composed the entire score in two weeks. So if the soundtrack was like, eh, meh, I'd be like, yeah, he did that in two weeks. This soundtrack, you could have told me he worked on it for 45 years. And I would have been like, that wasn't enough time. It was so perfect. (laughs) It's just, he's a mastermind. He conducted a 92-piece orchestra, a full female, female choir, in June of 93. Keep in mind, we just said this movie came out July 16th of 93. So in six weeks, he he wrote it in two weeks and conducted a full orchestra six weeks before the film dropped. And then it all made it together for the final. I can't believe the stress this man must have felt. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing to think that it only took him such like such a short amount of time. And when you sent over the notes for this episode, thank you for putting these together, by the way. But when you sent the notes over this episode and you said female choir I sat there and I was like female choir where's the female choir but it's literally like the first track as well isn't it like when that film opens and you hear <laughs> the choir and then I was sitting there for probably about five minutes like where is that but then it all clicked <laughs> I think my yeah, memory's going like <laughs> in our old age well <laughs> but it's just I think it's like the creepy witchy ghosty kind of moaning you hear in the background sort of situation. <laughs> um, so I think that's what it is. Uh, John said the music was influenced by the Witches of Eastwick and the Sorcerer's Apprentice, which it definitely has vibes from those, but I think it's just he created something that's so unique and his own. So it doesn't remind me of anything else other than Hocus Pocus. Yeah, same here. And um, going back to our David interview as well, I'm not sure if we put this in the episode, but David actually did mention as well that he had scored um, The Halloween Tree as well yes and if you actually listen to the soundtrack to the halloween tree they're very very similar sounding as in terms of the hoax focus soundtrack and that so if you ever needed a little bit more of like halloween music you've got that as well yes. <clears throat> so this was actually john's first live action film and he won new composer of the year for for it which i just think so after our, going back again after going back with our conversation with david and they was quite hesitant weren't they to begin with because they said he did was it saturday morning cartoons or saturday morning yes. shows so the fact that he won this award after doing this film is incredible. And I wasn't actually aware of this until David had pointed out that he had won an award. Since Hocus Pocus, he's gone on to do The Princess Diaries, Spy Kids, Alf, which we talked about Alf the other day, didn't we? And we were talking about Christmas films. And I don't, I, I'm, I'm sure the soundtrack's great, but I don't like Alf. <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> 2 and Spider-Man 3. The Passion of the Christ, The Great Showman. And there's pretty endless, even now Hocus Pocus 2, there's endless soundtracks he's worked on. 
we waste half an episode if we listed everything that John did. And I, we, not a waste. We would just take the time. Go check out his IMDb page. Google him. John Debney has done the music for so many things. And what I found very interesting was I was watching The Princess Diaries with a friend. And we realized when we were watching that that movie was directed by the late, great Gary Marshall, who played the devil in Hocus Pocus. Oh. So Gary Marshall directed. John did the music. Just another weird Hocus Pocus colliding outside of Hocus Pocus situation. Oh, I didn't know that and i'm gonna be yes. full disclosure again i've never seen <gasps> princess diaries <gasps> william <laughs> all right will and i are gonna stop this episode of the podcast we'll be back in two and a half hours after he watches it thank you and we're back now <laughs> will that's a must watch don't watch the sequel come at me come at me if you love the sequel <laughs> but uh watch it is that the one with the guy and what <laughs> that's it is it the one with the guys <laughs> yes correct Anne hathaway julie andrews you know she's from your side of the world um it's magical it's great and the music so yeah so john has done a ton of great music for many many things um would highly recommend anything he does and i'm very excited to hear what he does for hp2 so um as we also talked about in our interview with david kenny ortega the director of hocus pocus decided to add the infamous i put a spell on you as a musical number that song was originally a song written by scream and jay hawkins in 1956 and so the style if you haven't heard jay hawkins version definitely go give it a listen. The style is very different. Um, Jay's is a jazzy soul version, while Winifred's and Bette Midler's is more of like a musical Broadway-esque version. Um, some of the lyrics are different too, where they added in where she says it's been 300 years right down to the day. Now the witch is back and there's hell to pay. And they also added in, hello Salem, my name's Winifred, what's yours? And it's just such an iconic moment that almost didn't happen. David even admitted, like, I didn't want it. Disney said we could cut it if we have to, but in previews it did so great. And he clearly recognizes now, as we all do, that it is just one of the best moments of the film. Yeah, I can't imagine the film without that song. Like, it, could you imagine watching it on TV and that scene gets cut? It just wouldn't. It just wouldn't make right. sense. <laughs> And um, that is one of the so that is one of the songs that was not on the release soundtrack. And we always wonder were Beth's vocals lost? Is there a licensing issue with it not being an original score? I don't know if the world will ever know, but I do hope it is safely nestled somewhere because her version is just so fun. And I do wonder if um, maybe if we'll get a we're both hoping for a vinyl soundtrack. So I wonder if maybe yeah. there'll be some kind of like special edition vinyl soundtrack that gets released, or even with the release of this one i'm really hoping they don't do what they've done with the first one and create like a promotional cd or there's no physical copies unless it's like a limited release i'm kind of hoping at some point we're going to get that full soundtrack um yeah i suppose we'll have to wait and see yeah so as you were just saying the soundtrack was not originally released originally past the promotional cd and cassette which had 19 songs on it but it was released in 2013 for the 20th anniversary in very limited amounts which has the full 32 songs on it so if you are lucky enough to grab a copy of that soundtrack grab it like you can yeah and if you ever want to see the cassette which i didn't know exist check ali's instagram at Hocus Pocus Collector, she has a, a a copy of the cassette, and it wasn't until Ali actually shared the cassette that I knew it existed. I had no idea it was <laughs> even available on the cassette as well. 
I bought it on a whim on eBay and I was like, if it's fake, it's fake. And I got it. And if it was John Debney, I did have someone, I had a person that we know who was able to contact John and John verified its authenticity for me, which was crazy. But, um, I was like, if someone went into the time and effort of making this fake, cause there are a lot of fake promotional CDs out there. Um, those are a lot obviously easier to make than a cassette, especially in what years it, I got it a few years ago in the late 2010s. So, um, but it is real. I'm thrilled to own it and definitely go check it out. I, there are pictures up there and it is a very fun piece. I will say as well, um, going back to what Ali's just said about the CD being fake, that if the, just from my advice, if the CD seems too good to be true in terms of the price, yes. it, yeah, it's most likely a fake. <laughs> and if you ever need, if you ever want to reach out, you have the, do you have the, you have the promotional copy, don't you have the CD? I got duped. Mine's fake. You did, because I remember... That was one of the first things I ever bought, and you reached out. It was one of the first times we ever spoke, and you're like, hey, you just want to let you know your CD's fake. And I was like, who is this guy telling me my CD <laughs> that is clearly fake is fake? And now here we are years later. But <laughs> Be careful, friends. Well, if you ever, if anyone ever needs photographs to confirm it's real, I assume I have a real copy. I hope I have a real copy. I think copy. yours is real. I think it is. So if anyone ever needs pictures or whatever, just drop us a message, drop me a message, and I'll, I'm more than happy to send screenshots, because there's like particular numbers and stuff on the disc, so yeah, if you ever need help, just just give us yeah. a message. But if you don't have one of the original uh, promotional style or of the released ones, um, the soundtrack was released on most music streaming services in the middle of last year in 2021. So it is on Spotify. It is on Apple Music. I used to have to listen on like a, someone's creepy little YouTube channel. So I'm glad it's on proper streaming services now, um, more accessible for the world to hear. So yeah, and me. It makes it so much easier than just trying to put your CD into the computer and then take the songs yes. and then put it onto your phone or I was say <laughs> iPod. They, the iPods aren't a thing anymore, are they? <laughs> this know, whole episode, I... I'm showing my age. <laughs> <laughs> but fun fact. <laughs> Um, Come Little Children and I Put a Spell on You do have versions of their songs that appear in at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party at the Hocus Pocus Spectacular at Disney World. Um, most notably, there is a fun lyric change. So, um, as we all know, Bette Midler says, and there is hell to pay. Uh, well, Disney... Disney does not allow you to say the word hell at their theme parks. So uh, whoever plays Winifred puts up little bunny ears, quotation marks, and says there is heck to pay. And they kind of poke fun at themselves that they can't say hell there. So that's just a fun little side note. Definitely check out the show on YouTube if you haven't seen it. And if you get down there to see it in person, it is wonderful and is coming back for 2022. Uh, that's on my bucket list that is i think when we talked about yes. it when i said i was going to visit america you were like we're going we're gonna go we'll just yep. travel across the country we'll go and see the show we'll do it all. yeah <laughs> i do really want to see it i nearly went to see it when i went to salem in 2019 we were debating going for like a weekend over and leaving salem to go over to it's um where is it is it la is it LA? it's in orlando that's it yeah Florida. orlando sorry yeah yep. And um, we were going to go, but we never got around to doing it. But I will go one day. I've seen it on YouTube, yes. so that will hold me over for now. Um, so I find this really odd, but one of the there was actually a song for the film, <laughs> and I think we've discussed this previously in the past as well by Roxette. And this song was called Almost Unreal. And I actually really liked this song. I was I had it on loop a couple of weeks ago, even though I've heard it a million times. I had it on loop, and I was listening to it all day and repeat. 
Um, so the song was originally written, it was by Roxette, it was meant to go in the film, but it was obviously caught, it, wasn't, it didn't make the final film. And instead it went into the Super Mario Brothers, um, which was released in May of 1993. And it wasn't until recently um, that... I didn't realise that the lyrics were changed as well. I think it was someone who got in touch with us who mentioned it, so I looked into it. It turns out the original um, Almost Unreal song was tailored more towards Hocus Pocus. They cut so much, the, cor- the chorus still says, you do that Hocus, I love it when you do that Hocus Pocus to me. Um, yes. But that's it. And I did actually reach out to Roxette. There's only, unfortunately, there's only one member left, and I did reach out to their management to inquire about the potentially finding out what these original lyrics were trying to get our uh, Black Flame Society exclusive. <laughs> but I didn't get a reply, so uh, uh, for now they're a mystery, but hopefully one day we'll find out what they are. I had never actually listened to that song until prepping for this episode, and I watched the YouTube video that was like associated with the Super Mario movie, and watching it in that setting, I was very confused. I was like, why was this written for Hocus Pocus? It just <laughs> says one lie. But as I had had the background from you and the follower who listens to us saying that indeed there were other lyrics. So if we find them out, we will definitely share them with you. But that's a fun little song. I'm, I'm glad we went with I Put a Spell on You. I'll yeah, say right. that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of glad to, I do. I mean, maybe this original Roxette song was very different to what we know, but yeah. I'm kind of glad they cut it because it, it, it's say if they had kept the song we know now in the film, it just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't yeah. It doesn't fit. It's not even with the theme. It's just the fact it's a Hocus Pocus, <laughs> but it's still a good song. <laughs> it is. And, you know, I, I just can't picture it any other way. So yeah. I'm glad it all happened as it is. And as we said at the beginning of this, um, John is concluding our little segment on HP1. John is back for HP2. Uh, the music is so important, and we're just thrilled that John is back to reprise his role as composer and conductor. And I am sure the music is going to be just as magical, if not more magical, than the original. Yeah, I really hope so. The the teaser trailer that was released this week seemed to have a lot of the music. Um, yes from the original soundtrack in it. So I wonder if that's maybe a sign that they're going to reuse some of the music or maybe because from the recent um, post that John Denby shared, maybe he either hasn't finished it or maybe Disney don't want to share it yet. Um, But hopefully, maybe in the next trailer, we'll actually have some, definitely a confirmation of a new song. I just want to hear it. I just want to hear it now. I wonder if we're going to hear Sarah's song again in full, because there's like that, you hear Sarah, or what seems to be Sarah in the background, kind of just making some noise, and then you hear the spell, the Ichidakapa de Malakamistica, and you're just like, are we going to hear a song again from the original? I hope so. That would be really cool, a really full circle moment. Yeah, I really hope so too. It'd be nice to have a full version of Sarah's song. I know there's there's fan-made versions, isn't there, on YouTube. You can listen to Mm -hmm. what people have created themselves, but it'd be amazing to have a full version in the same style. Um, Yes. So we're going to have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. And as Will said at the beginning, we hope that the Hocus Pocus 2 soundtrack is released. Um, We hope that it's released in physical form and not just digitally. I love to have that actual CD. Um, We hope that the original soundtrack might be released for the Wit along with Hocus Pocus 2 or maybe next year for the 30th. Maybe they'll give us another big release of that. And as Will said, we are praying for that vinyl. That would just be so amazing. Can you imagine listening to that on vinyl? It would just be... I'd love it. Some kind of like 30th anniversary collector's edition. 
really nice art, maybe even a pop-up vinyl that when you open it, it like pops up with the Sanderson sisters' house inside and there's like composer notes and maybe some like Kenny Ortega returns to do some notes for it as well and I'm just thinking of what I want basically and that's what I want. <laughs> and one special copy comes with the footage with all the deleted scenes well. <laughs> yeah. It's this massive hunt just for that copy. <laughs> it's the golden ticket version of Hocus Pocus. <laughs> <laughs> It does kind of make me wonder as well, because I think I mentioned this recently about Mondo. So for anyone who doesn't know, Mondo is this massive, it's a massive company. It started as a small company and they they um, are usually the ones that release all the Disney soundtracks. They get the exclusive rights to all these really cool soundtracks we see for Disney on vinyl. Um, and recently Funko actually purchased Mondo. So it kind of makes me wonder, are we going to get some kind of, because there, there are Funko um, pops that come with vinyls. Um, I think there's, and there's some that kind of, you get a pop and it just has the vinyl soundtrack in the background and so on, or some of them come with like a seven inch vinyl. So it kind of makes me wonder, will we get a Funko Hocus Pocus soundtrack slash pop kind of collector set I thing? I hope so. so. How fun would that be? That'd I be really such a fun so. way to release it. And I mean, yeah, the definitely. timing is right. We are just in the midst of Hocus Pocus merchandise palooza. Like, I hope someone takes that and uses it. <laughs> And it's just, it's, it's the time. So if all these companies are wanting to release Hocus Pocus merch, it is now. Do it now. Yeah, I have a feeling we might actually get the soundtrack this year on vinyl. I feel like it's the perfect time. Because like you just said, all this merchandise is the perfect time to kind of cash in on the hype. So yeah. a soundtrack vinyl will be perfect now. I will be the first one in line. Maybe the second <laughs> if you beat me there. But we we'll be, be there. at the li- front of the line together. <laughs> we will be together together we will purchase the first versions <laughs> and it'll be like i don't know if this was popular in the uk well did you guys have trl like on mtv total request live is that when you can request songs and they'll and they'll play it is that what that is <laughs> kind of so it was after like after school everyone rushed home carson daly was the host and they would host it was in Times square right across from at the time there was a giant virgin records building and so they would always show it in the background and at midnight on when ce's would release like i remember the jonas brothers specifically doing this having a midnight release <laughs> it was just town Times square was packed and you would go and you'd be like the first one to buy the cd they like this the the performer was there so i'm in my head i'm imagining this big hocus pocus vinyl release in times square and you and i being there at the, the head of the crowd to purchase the vinyl <laughs> that medley's performing on the stage singing like i put a spell on you so that would be perfect so they all have residences in new york so uh, let's move that premiere to new york let's make it easier on yeah. ali come on guys <laughs> <laughs> so that cafe's there if you're listening we need you in Times Square for this uh, this vinyl release. <laughs> we'll do a live we'll do a live recording of the Black Flame Society there with them. <laughs> Ladies, come on, give us that exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Moving away then from the actual soundtrack, the CD. Um, I'm not sure there is a few a few locations currently in the USA, but the UK has actually announced a concert tour. It starts in, well, it, it starts and ends in October, but the Hocus Pocus Live in Concert is coming to, I think, four or five different locations. And there's a few locations in the USA, isn't there? Because I know you're waiting and hoping that one will pop up closer to you. 
Yes, there are a few locations in the U.S. Um, we mentioned them in an episode. I think there's one out in Oregon somewhere, one in Indianapolis, maybe one in Texas, and then there's one in Pennsylvania, but it's more towards Pittsburgh, I think. So I'm hoping they'll bring one to New York, Massachusetts, anything at all. But yes, I'm very excited for you to see this because they originally did it at the Hollywood Bowl and John Debney himself went and they show the movie and they have the orchestra play. Um, That's cool. So... I am hoping that you have such a great time at your event, and I'm hoping it comes a little closer to me. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, because I think in the UK it's playing in, if I remember rightly, it's playing in Manchester, Birmingham, Glasgow, I think Nottingham, somewhere else, might be Cardiff <laughs> or somewhere, but there's, I think there's about four or five locations. Um, and For this tour, it's uh, as far as I'm aware, John Debney's not attending, but it, it's a live orchestra where the film's playing, a little bit like the not when, Nightmare for Christmas Live, where they have an orchestra and some of the cast... Um, this is just an orchestra that we will be playing while the film's playing in the background. But I don't think I've told you. I not. I don't think I might not be able to go. Why? Because you know how we keep discussing Salem, and you know I said it's cheaper for me to stay longer. Yeah. Well, if I stay longer, I can't go. <laughs> oh. Well, maybe so, it'll be playing here when you're here, and we'll just go to that together. <laughs> yeah, so, and John Debney might attend that one, so I don't know, but it all depends on Salem, so there's a chance I won't be going, but if not, I'm sure it'll be back. It'll probably be back next year for the yeah. 30th anniversary and so on, but... I hope this is just the beginning of the Hocus Pocus t- concert. We have a lot of, they do a lot of Harry Potter versions of that here with the orchestra and the movie playing, so I really hope that the Hocus Pocus one takes off um, and tours maybe they'll even do it for the second movie too maybe next year it'll be a double feature like oh that'd be good i imagine it'll be popular because i think they're not made for christmas live they did that um i think when did i go i went in 2019 to see that and then obviously 2020 2021 it didn't happen because of covid um but i think it's back this year so i'm kind of hoping this that's what we see again with focus pocus it just keeps coming back every year and maybe just every october it would just be a staple every october that everyone goes and sees this in concert (laughs) A new tradition. <laughs> yeah. So moving on to some Hocus Pocus 2 news. Spirit Halloween released the first, oh, I think this is the first actual released Hocus Pocus merch of the year. Um, It is a Funko Pop, a movie moment of the three Sanderson sisters performing I Put a Spell on You. I know Will has his already. Will, do you love it? Yeah, I do. It's it's not my favorite part, but it is a, definitely a really cool part. And it's just nice to have something different as well. Like, I know it's the Sanderson sisters again, but it's not just the Sanderson sisters, they've got like another movie moment and I really like it. I'm really excited for you to get one actually. I can't wait to hear your opinion when it arrives. I love their little microphones. They are very, very cute. So I am excited. But as you guys know, we are asking for additionals. I want Max. I want Alice. And I want Jay and Ice in the cages. That's what I want. <laughs> but I am excited that the first merch is out there. And I feel like this is just the beginning. As we talked about in our merchandise episode, I think that was our second episode many moons ago, it feels yeah. like. But um, we talked about some merch that was coming out, you know, the tarot cards and all that stuff. <laughs> those are those should be coming next month, end of July, early August. This be arriving but between hocus pocus merch and hocus pocus 2 merch it's just gonna i think it's gonna be a year where like we're gonna have to make some tough choices and what we can and cannot get in terms of money space all of it yeah because we found another coloring book recently as well didn't we a second official coloring book that's coming out later this year so that's two that are due out and like ali just said with uh the tarot cards and i can't remember what the other i think the spell book's out next month as well I have yeah. a feeling that July is going to be a bumper month where we're going to, it's really going to cut, like kickstart the merchandise for this year. 
Maybe. I'm very excited to see what they'll do for Hocus Pocus 2 merchandise and if they'll what they'll end up releasing before it comes out September 30th. Like, I know that there's a lot can, that can be said without spoiling things, but I wonder how far they'll go. Will they just like release something of the characters or will they be wearing anything different or how I'm, I'm just excited to see how they do that before the movie comes out or if they're kind of because I don't think they're going to wait till October 1st to drop merch for Hocus Pocus 2. Maybe they will some very specific stuff. But I don't think they're gonna. Maybe they'll wait till next year to drop a lot of specific stuff. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, and hopefully those cucumbers are out as well in September, October time. <laughs> well, I mean, well, we're going to be the ones producing them, so we set the uh, we set the timeline. I mean, unless the cucumber sponsors of the world want to come out of the woodwork and talk to us, we are open for partnerships for cucumbers. <laughs> you imagine if that's our our only partnership this year is cucumbers. <laughs> Well, yes, I can. <laughs> and I'm, I'd be okay with that. Work with us. <laughs> so sticking with the theme of Spirit Halloween, for our general Halloween news this week, the Spirit Halloween movie, as we have so excitedly discussed in the past, uh, starring Christopher Lloyd and Rachel Leigh Cook, is coming out this fall. Um, there is no official release date or trailer yet, but if you are lucky enough to be attending Midsummer Scream this month out in California, there will be an exclusive trailer there. So um, Midsummer Scream is such a fun event, Will. I hope sometime you get to experience it. I went out in 2018 when they did the Hocus Pocus 25th anniversary event, and David was there, John was there, Thora, Bill Sandel, Tony Gardner. They did a really nice panel. It was very, very fun. And Mick Garris was also there, and it was awesome. But I... I'm so excited to see this trailer. I hope it doesn't take too long for it to make it out to the public. I mean, give Midsummer their exclusive, but I hope it's out to the public soon after because I'm very excited to see this film. I mean, I'm really, I'm just intrigued to see what, because we obviously know the synopsis, don't we? So, because we've discussed it in the past, but I'm just really intrigued to see how this is all going to play out and I can't wait to see it. And I also want to know if it's going to be a theatrical release or a streaming release because obviously we don't have Spirit here. So I wonder if that will, the fact we don't have Spirit might impact its release in the UK. I'm kind of hoping not because I'm sure the film by itself is just a standalone kind of thing anyway. So it was really funny actually going back to um, Midsummer Scream. I think I shared something about it on my story and a friend of mine, Chelsea, she's cheers with Chelsea on Instagram. She's so sweet. She also has a podcast as well. Um, Her and her husband have a really cool podcast called Sips and Spirits. So it's a little bit of extra Halloween news. If anybody wants some spooky cocktails and to listen to them getting, (laughs) they like drink and they kind of get drunk and they talk about really cool stuff. So there's a little plug because I just do really enjoy that podcast. Um, I posted on my story about Midsummer Scream. She messaged and was like, oh my God, are you going? And I was like, no, sorry, like not not yet, but one day I do really want to go, so. It is, I was just, it's a three-day event, or it was the year I went, I think it still is, and I got, I believe they call it a white bat pass, where you're just kind of, it's like the VIP level, and it's just so fun to walk around. That's where I bought my first Love Pain Stitches bag, and it's just so fun to walk around. There are so many vendors, and it just, it embodies Halloween. It smells like Halloween, it feels like Halloween, and it's the middle of July, it's midsummer. they ain't kidding around, so they do such a great job with that, so definitely, if you get a chance to get a Midsummer Scream... I would recommend it. Well, you never know. Maybe next year we'll have our own Black Flame Society panel there. People would you can do a little <laughs> meet and greet. <laughs> Live from Midsummer Scream episode. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but circling back to the main point of the spirit movie here. Uh, <laughs> we get off track here. It's fine. Um, maybe we'll get a release date 
for yeah, for the movie with the trailer. I'm hoping that they come together because online it just tells us that the movie is in post-production and is expected to come out in October. So just like Hocus Pocus for a while, we had to wait on that release date. We had to wait on that trailer. It seems to be the same way with the Spirit movie, which um, will hopefully be coming soon. But if you see that trailer at Midsummer Scream, without spoilers, we are spoiler-free here. Just let us know how it is. I'm sure it's going to be spooky and I'm not sure... Just like Hocus Pocus is not rated yet, we assume Hocus Pocus will be PG, just like the original. But I wonder if the Spirit movie, part of me thinks it might be like PG-13. I don't know. I feel like it's just going to be a little spookier than a Disney movie. Oh, yeah, it might be, because they they were saying about the animatronics and stuff, weren't they? Some of those animatronics, I mean, they don't scare me, but those animatronics are, they're creepy, like... Some of those are just, especially that one, isn't that the one where they're like animatronic, like it's got like a kid and it lifts it up and it's almost like it's sucking the life out of this child and the child is screaming. (laughs) But the one that gets me every year, so I am the person who walks into the spirit Halloween and has to step on the little mat to make all the animatronics do their thing. (laughs) So I went to the flagship store last year and they have all of the animatronics. Like my local store might not have them all or maybe they already sold them, but the flagship has all of them. So I made my way around and stepped on the mat (laughs) and usually I'm fine. Like jump scares, I'm usually okay. They had this dog. It was like, it's in like a little dog house and I didn't know what it was. I stepped on it. The dog came out and I nearly passed out. I I gasped (laughs) in the store. Everyone's head turned like you idiot (laughs) they had seen me going around for 25 minutes at this point so yeah those animatronics i'm really excited i hope christopher lloyd's character does embody one of the animatronics and i don't know which one it'll be and if he does i hope that that animatronic is then for sale in stores it'll be the hottest ticket item ever oh yeah definitely that'd be really cool actually i didn't think about that maybe there might be a christopher lloyd animatronic this year how cool would that be maybe we'll get a billy butcherson animatronic that is the long-term goal if we can't get the billy butcherson 12-foot skeleton from home depot maybe we'll get an animatronic (laughs) from spirit you never know what could happen this is just the beginning i'm actually quite surprised there isn't a billy butcherson one because there's the groundbreaker isn't there and that's huge but there's no it's pretty big yeah, there's no animatronic. I'm quite surprised. Maybe maybe this is the year we get our maybe this year. animatronic. Maybe next year. Oh, yeah. I would just, I would leave him up in the living room all year round. I would. It'd be a bit like David Kirshner's office. You know how he's got Billy Bunny <laughs> Yes. I like that. I'd have to see. Going back to the animatronics, actually, the, um, there's a video online, and I think it's Spirit, and it always makes me laugh, and sometimes when I'm having like a a bit of an odd day, it pops in my head and I watch it because it was like, have you ever seen that video? I think it's Spirit Halloween where the little girl goes in to a spirit and there's a Michael Myers animatronic yes. and I think it just like moves back and forth with a knife and the, but the music's playing that little girl's full on dancing to the music she I love that video we'll have to share that video on our story it is such like those are I, that, I want that to be my future child I want my my future child to walk into a spirit Halloween store immediately identify Michael Myers <laughs> and start dancing with him it's just that video is so funny I haven't seen that in a long time it's so cute I might watch that actually after this it's so cute that little kid she just does not care that there's this serial killer animatronic in front of her. She's just there for the moment. I love it. <laughs> Cute kid. Bad judge of character. Yeah. <laughs> That's a quote from The Grinch, which you haven't seen yet. So we'll have to make a full it. circle we'll moment here. <laughs> I promise as soon as it gets to November, because 
I know it's, even though I'm very spooky, as soon as it gets to November, I reinforce like Christmas mode. I've got like the She and Him Christmas albums playing. I've got like getting ready to decorate. <laughs> I love it. I like, absolutely love Christmas as well. Not as much as Halloween. But I promise as soon as October's out of the way and we've gone past that first week of November where I'm buying all the sale Halloween stuff and I'm starting to get in the Christmas <laughs> mode, I will watch The Grinch and I will give you my, my full review. <laughs> Yes, we are in full Hocus Pocus mode until then, and then we will transfer over to the Grinch for a while, and then we'll be right back into Hocus Pocus mode, so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this was such a fun little history of music episode, and we, as with all of you, are so excited to hear what the music of Hocus Pocus 2 is, so we can't wait, and we hope for that vinyl release, we hope for that HP2 soundtrack release, the re-release of the original, and we'll see what happens, but this is a fun little piece. If you have not heard the soundtrack yet, go listen to it. And as we said, it is on your favorite streaming service more than likely. So definitely check it out. Yeah. And if you are also waiting for our David episode, we do kind of have a update. We don't have a definite date for our next one, but we, we have, we, we are sorting it out. We've been in touch. We're so hopefully, hopefully after this one, we've got our part two for you guys. Yes, part two is on its way. Um, David, again, uh, was very disappointed he couldn't join us, but is very excited to join us very soon to finish up that interview. So as soon as it is done with us, it will be to you guys. Yeah, definitely. I'm so excited. I know. Uh, We'll have a lovely afternoon. I'll see you on our live soon. Yeah, see you on the live. (laughs) Bye, Will. Bye. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Black Flame Society. To never miss an episode, follow along on Instagram at the Black Flame Society podcast, like and subscribe on your favorite streaming service, and join our mailing list to be the first to know what's coming next. Thank you for being part of the society. Until next time. The Black Flame Society podcast is not affiliated with Disney or any other related conglomerates. Yet, feel free to change that. Give us a call.